This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Good evening to you. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we continue a theme that we started yesterday. And that theme is having a one thing mentality. We talked a little about our life many, many years ago when I was a stockbroker, and I spoke about um, counseling investors how to diversify their holdings and not to put all your eggs in one basket. And when we look at the gospel, we see that just the opposite is true, that if I could say it the worldly way, we need to put all our eggs in one basket in the Lord Jesus himself to serve him, to love him with all our heart, mind, soul, and, and strength. We even looked at some scriptures that point this out. We recited uh, from Matthew chapter 6, the word of God says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We spoke about a verse from Psalms. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and in all your ways acknowledge him. From Deuteronomy 30 verse 2. The word says, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And from Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 10, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all thy might. So we could see just as these scriptures are a flavor of the whole gospel, there needs to be a a zeal, a purpose, a desire, an unction to give everything we are in our service to the Lord. And what we pointed out yesterday, if we look at the world's mentality and we look at the word of God, we see that the gospel is a scandal to the values and the philosophy and the standards of the world. And which way are we going to live? The way the world lives? Or should we be the light of the world and, and the salt of the earth? We represent people who represent the kingdom of God. We see that in the kingdom, those who save their lives will lose it. The first are the last and the last are the first. Those who would be great are those who would become the servants of all. In short, we pointed out yesterday that the gospel is radical and it doesn't call us to play it safe, but it calls us to put all our eggs in one basket. We turn to Mark chapter 10, beginning at verse 17, the story of the rich young ruler who was a model citizen. In fact, from his own mouth came the fact that he's li- he lived by the Ten Commandments and he respected the Lord because when he approached him, he said, good master, a good teacher. 
Nevertheless, despite his his fat, the fact that he lived by the commandments, Jesus said and discerned that he was lacking one thing, that having a zeal and a fervency that would require all his other things not to dominate his life. And because he was wealthy and he had possessions, that was the dominating fact in his life. And no matter who we are, no matter how rich or poor we are, we should have that one thing mentality. And that's a focus in on the Lord Jesus. We then went to Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42, and spoke about Jesus coming to the house of Mary and Martha. And Martha was complaining because she was doing all the preparations. And she even said, Jesus, why don't you talk to my sister to help me out? And yet Jesus said, you know, you're bothered by many things, but one thing was necessary And that's the thing that Mary chose. Now, it doesn't mean we shouldn't serve the Lord because we're all called to be servants. But there also has to be, even in the midst of service, a recognition of who the Lord is. And there is nothing wrong with serving, as we pointed out yesterday. But we need a one-thing mentality. Otherwise, we're going to find that external circumstances are going to rule our lives Remember when Peter and John um, were warned not to speak any further in the name of Jesus. And he says, we have to speak of the things that we've seen and heard. That is a one thing mentality. We see in uh, Acts chapter 13, an incredible description of who David was. Uh, Paul was actually speaking in a synagogue at Antioch, rehearsing what the history of our people were. And we read in uh, Acts chapter 13, verse 22. And after he had removed him, speaking about Saul as king, he, meaning the Lord, raised up David to be their king, concerning whom he also testified that I have found David the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart who will do all my will. You know, just those few statements that God spoke of David, he was a man after the heart of God who will do all my will. I think we could say right from that point on or right from that scripture itself, and we're going to point to more scriptures, David was a man with a one-thing mentality. His life was the Lord. His life was to serve him, and he was anointed king. And perhaps until Israel fulfills their ultimate call in this earth, the the highest Israel uh, was raised up, I could say, during the reigns of David and the early part of Solomon's reign, the kingdom of God. David was a kingdom man. So if you have your Bibles, turn with us to Psalm 27. This will point out, the, the fact that David was a one-thing mentality despite, and I could say in spite of, the natural circumstances around him. Again, I'm reading from the New American Standard, Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the fence of my life. Whom shall I dread? Let me point out one thing, because I see a similarity, and we're going to come to Paul when we look at Philippians, but there's a real similarity between David and Paul. David did not write, the Lord is the light 
and the salvation. The Lord is the defense of everybody's life. No, he said, the Lord is my light, my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life. Whom shall I dread? Again, the gospel was personal to David. The gospel was personable to um, to Paul. On three occasions in the New Covenant, Paul referred to the gospel as my gospel. If you could say this gospel is my gospel, I believe you're on your way to having a one thing mentality. Okay, let's let me start over in Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life. Whom shall I dread? When evil doers come upon me to devour my flesh, my adversaries and my enemies, they stumbled and fell. Though a host encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise against me, in spite of this, I shall be confident. And here's the key verse as far as our theme goes. One thing I have asked from the Lord, that shall I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to meditate in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he would conceal me in his tabernacle. In the secret place of his tent, he will hide me. He will lift me up on a rock, and now my head will be lifted up above my enemies around me, and I will offer in his tent sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Despite the outward circumstances, despite the evildoers, despite his enemies, despite a host that encamp against me, though a war rose against him, David had a one-thing mentality. One thing I have asked from the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. And I really don't believe that this meant specifically that David would only remain in the temple of God. There was a temple at that point, but for us it means that I will always seek the presence of the Lord, that I know the word of God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. But it's more than a scripture. It's got to become reality in our life. And it will become reality in our life if we have a one thing mentality. And it's interesting because David was such a great sinner. He committed adultery. He murdered and he covered up his sin. But what's amazing about David was when Nathan came to him because God sent Nathan to him. He is king of Israel, could have commanded Nathan to be put to death. But instead, he answered Nathan that the one who did such a thing should be put to death. And Nathan looked at him and said, Thou art the man. And David repented, went before the Lord, Lord, and asked the Lord to cleanse him, to make him clean. 
and to do whatever he needs to do to protect Israel and to protect his kingship. And it's a good lesson for all of us that in our flesh we might fail, but there's always a way back to God, and that's repentance. That's not saying I'm sorry, and that's not saying please forgive me. That's turning the opposite way and never doing what you did again. Lord. And Jesus was so merciful. Even the woman caught in adultery who deserved death. He looked at her and he said, no man condemns you, neither do I. Go and sin no more. So it's good to know that David had a heart after God, so much so that Jesus himself said that his heart was a heart after David. David desired to be right in the sight of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Jesus lived to do the will of his father. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. May we all have that desire to do the will of God with a one-thing mentality. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShellyandJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyandJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.